Hey, what's up everyone? This is Jason Tucker and this is WP Water Cooler, episode number 179. Today's topic is implementing Google AMP and Facebook Instant Pages on WordPress. Let's go around the room real quick and get everyone introduced. Let's start with Chris. Chris Lemma, tell us about yourself. Hi there, I'm Chris Lemma and I blog over at chrislemma.com. I'm on the Twitters and I'm the CTO of a company called Crowd Favorite that does WordPress work. Nice. What about you, Dave? I'm Dave. I'm CTO of Spectrum Technologies, and we build custom plugins and e-commerce stuff. Sweet. George, what about you? Uh-oh, George is muted. Hi, my name is George. I work at Jetpack. <laughs> I'm working on a two-factor authentication, and I have this amazing beard. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Got a thumbs up from George, too. <laughs> what about you, Jacob? Uh, my name is Jacob. I'm a front-end developer for Zeke Interactive. Awesome. Mr. Cosper, how about you? Hey, I'm Jason Cosper. I'm the developer advocate over for the company on Chris's hat. Nice. <laughs> what about you, Russ? Uh, I do stuff in Vegas that's all about WordPress. Whoa. And, uh, I don't work for the company that's on Chris's hat. <laughs> hey, Russ, how many times do people call that phone number while we're on the air? None, but, you know, feel free if you want a mortgage. Like, why not, you know? Like, <laughs> like it's not advertising at all. Here, like, we'll turn it and there you go. Like, we're good. Now you're like, unless I'm getting paid for those calls, then I'm getting promoted. It'd be funny if, like, I had a background on this computer and just said, like, had it there, like. <laughs> That's awesome. Let me say, what about you? How are you doing? Hey, today? I am good. I'm actually amped on today's yeah. topic. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I've been waiting Thank to you. say that for a while now. Um, my name's Say Reed. I make WordPress, teach WordPress, preach WordPress at Say Reed Media on all the things. Ah. Thanks for being on. I'm Jason Tucker. You find me Jason Tucker on Twitter. I blog over jasontucker.us and wpmedia.pro. So there's been a lot of talk about this stuff, about AMP, about um, Facebook's instant pages, about all this stuff. And I'm, I'm kind of curious if you guys have done any rollouts, have you done any kind of looking into how this is set up and, and how this all is going to work for you and your customers. What do you guys What do you guys know about this, and who wants to kind of uh, play, play the role of Steve and give us a little bit of an insight as to what are we talking about here? No one wants to do I Wikipedia. Don't wanna, yeah, I don't want to play the role of Steve because icky. But um, I <laughs> sticky icky. Um, I do know that I just came back from uh, the Search Engine Expo West Conference up in San Jose. And this was the talk of the conference. Like, it was, everyone was talking about it in between sessions. There were a lot of sessions about it. And I was really proud, both about AMP and about instant pages, or instant articles. And uh, I was really excited because pretty much every time someone mentioned AMP or instant pages, they're like, did you know WordPress has a plugin for that? Did you know? Did you know there's a plugin? And everyone's like, how is, how can we do this? But, like, this is so technical. And everyone's like, just as long as you're on WordPress, you're fine. So I was really proud because um, that's everyone's solution to dealing with it was WordPress. I was just I install the WordPress. Great. Just install yeah, the WordPress, and everybody's done. Well, because WordPress has been working, they were working with both um, Facebook and Google to develop a plugin for this, um, which is pretty unprecedented and also pretty great for us and people in the WordPress community. 
in general. Does someone want to explain AMP, or I can explain it, too, because I took a lot of courses. We did a lot of time so, about it. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, so basically, does everyone remember 2000? Yes. <laughs> no. The year? So the in movie? The, in the year 2000, we had a limited set of expressions for HTML on the web. And as a byproduct, it turns out that we made some of the nastiest-looking websites on Earth. But the one thing they had in common is that they loaded up very fast. Now, if we progress 15, 16 years in the future, we have increased, we have. We've increased the uh, vocabulary of HTML and all the ways that we can express ourselves, which has created some really nice-looking websites, but they're all slow. I like to call it the next level ugly website, actually. <laughs> but I think, I think a lot of that code is not even slightly as pretty. Some of them look really good, but, uh, but what AMP is, in, in my uh, reflection, is a closed articulation of a limited scope vocabulary of HTML that allows Google to present the old format of the web for mobile, uh, mobile devices, particularly very, very fast. So it puts a priority, a premium on speed, but it restricts the nature of what you can express or what you can display. So text, photos, and some video. And that's that, right? So some of the CSS3 selectors are gone. Some of the other pieces of HTML are gone. It's not an open standard. It is a Google standard at this point. Um, but what's... It's actually, it's, uh, it's all it open source. It is an open standard, and there have been a lot of non-Google folks that have been contributing to it. Uh, including some folks over at Automatic, uh, but it, Google is ostensibly um, like leading the thing. Like they're the ones that just necessarily decide whether stuff gets merged in or not. It's not like an open uh, foundation that's controlling it. But uh, and it's not just for Google to use. There are other uh, folks that are using this data, and I believe Twitter was doubling down on it. Yeah. Uh, yes, Twitter's definitely trying to to replicate what Facebook's doing instead of trying to figure out what Twitter should do. But but that's a totally different topic. LinkedIn but, is doing it too, isn't it? But when we talk about open, let's just be, let's talk through what we mean by open. So yes, there are multiple contributors, but mm -hmm. this is a little bit different than the open we normally think of as open, right? You mean open the bookstore? Oh, no, you don't mean that. Okay, just that's just me. That's just me. That's what I think when you say that. Sorry. So, link, I mean, link in the text. Link in the text. So, my, my only take is, to me, the, the, the definition, the way we like to think of open is that it is, it is available to anyone to, uh, to contribute and to shift or change the way, the scope of what, of what we're trying to accomplish with it is. And my sense of it, just mine, is that it is not yet that open. Are, are you seeing something different, George? And maybe you are. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, way open. It's on camera. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, every, they do run things through GitHub, sure. But, um, I mean, the standards, everything, they have open discussions on which direction aspect should go. It's no, it's made to be contrary to more closed systems like Facebook in its articles, which is basically defined by what Facebook needs and here's how you can provide what Facebook wants to Facebook. This is more of a way of describing and presenting your content. It's kind of in conjunction with HTML. Um, you can control how the output looks. 
Um, and it's just keep in mind how to optimize and format things so they uh, store and they display quickly and well. The, the impetus for this really is the fact that Google has been losing search share to Facebook because instead of searching for news on Google, people will go to Facebook and scroll for news that their friends have. And then, of course, with instant articles, that's even loading faster. So if Google's serving up search results that aren't loading quickly or aren't useful, then that is hurting Google. And so that's the real impetus behind Google's decision to do this, also because Google is obsessed with speed and loading. Um, but really, it's about Google being able to um, deliver content to its users so it doesn't use, lose user share to something like Facebook, which because it's in that closed system has more control and is able to control the content and how it loads and that sort of a thing. Which but Google it, can't control because in theory that's all on you know other people's websites. So this is a way for Google to bridge that gap. It, it also has to do with the fact that when you open up a link inside of the Facebook app, it doesn't open up in Chrome or in Safari. It opens up in the browser inside of your app. And so instead of trying to make all this, make that so much better, they, they decided let's strip out a couple things from websites and make it load quicker, you know, which is something well, that I Well, websites that choose to support it. Right. Yeah, but, sure. But, but, but it, it, it's for the fact, though, that we're not using browsers like we used to anymore. Now people just want to keep you in their app. You know, Snapchat right. wants to keep you in their app. So your site should load relatively quickly or else, I mean, no one's searching for it anymore. So unless you want people to share your links, you need to speed it up a little bit more. So I feel like we're coming at this from a sort of U.S.-centric view um, where we have, I know, uh, where we have um, a sort of idea that, um, you know, like our, our 4G phones are, you know, uh, super fast. Like, and, and in the grand scheme of things, the U.S., like, as far as high-speed connections go, we're, we're pretty lower tier. But there are people in... Uh, developing nations, uh, things like that, that need faster sites uh, and uh, AMP and uh, instant articles, things like that. Uh, more AMP than instant articles uh, are really kind of helping provide that. Yeah, they look ugly right now. Um, I don't think they're ugly. I like them. Uh, compared to what a normal site uh, yeah. looks like, Site yeah. to what comes on across an amp, it is basically just text. It is a dramatically different site. Right. I like simple. And there are there are very specific company-based tags, right? Like, isn't there a YouTube tag? But there's not a Vimeo tag, right? So you right. Get... Uh, those are works in progress. Uh, you know, it's about the companies that choose to interface with them. They had a bit more of a head start getting their tags in, but other folks are still adding theirs in. Um, so it's not others aren't welcome, it's just they haven't finished it yet. I mean, the, the, the rollout for this has been incredibly quick in terms of web projects in general, because obviously they've been working on it, you know, behind the scenes, but, you know, they announced, I think it was Google Instant Pages, or Google AMP was announced in September, and, um... You know, the rollout now and is coming for everybody for Facebook Instant Articles was announced in February, and the adoption rate of this, I think, is is remarkable, um, which is 
partly because they are making it available to more people with like a WordPress plugin and whatnot. So I think that that's something that we haven't seen, and I think that's because the demand is really there because it's it's really surprising to me how much people actually don't care about the fancy design that all the developers and the designers care about. They really just want their content. Like they just want to read the thing and they just want to get done with that. And I think that the the conflict between people who are consuming the content and the people who are trying to put out this fancy pants looking content are uh, that's where this is like really coming to a head because yeah. the content is winning and that makes me very happy. And that's the big thing that both Instant Articles and AMP are emphasizing. It's not including all like your website Chrome, your menu, your header, your footer, everything. The main focus is here is the article, here is the content of this one specific page without a bunch of internal links to other things on your site that may be around it. It's trimming off uh, the excess and presenting the content. Well, it's also getting rid of pop-ups and like things that say sign mm -hmm. up for our, you know, whatever before you can read this content. The and, social sharing. Yeah, yeah. That's well, a response it, to ad blockers. It's horrible when you try to read CNN and like you're reading about something that really matters and they're like, hey, don't forget, we have this thing and it's like, I'm trying to figure this out real quick. I don't want to sign up for this. You know, like, yeah. And I think that's because we've gotten uh, uh, pushy. Like, marketers have taken over websites. They're like, sign up, look at this, click over here. Everyone's trying to, like, compete for that. And people are are pushing back to that. The, the most feedback I get from most of my clients and all of their customers is that the simpler sites are better and more preferred. They All of those clients get more compliments. People, I see better results from their sites. Better it's, conversion. It's really, Better conversion, it's remarkable because of this conflict yeah. between those two things. So Google and Facebook are both recognizing that and trying to control the, the rollout of a simpler version, which is still within their sphere, so they're not totally just losing it to sites like Medium, even, which, you know, is providing, like, kind of set the stage for this kind of basic layout content where it was just like, here's the content, and you've seen that site explode because people are like, awesome, I can just read content. Super great. So I've seen, I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of kind of weird issues with this where people are trying to figure out like why do I want to do this and when will this actually be used. So this isn't like this isn't like WP Touch where you're trying to take like an entirely new version of your website and displaying it and using it throughout the entire site. This is something that if somebody comes in from the side door through social media or through a search engine or something like that and they're on mobile that they'll see this page be displayed in this way. Correct? Pretty much. And George said right before he popped out, one of the this is an answer to mobile ad blockers because this is also a push for Google to be able to retain the ad share and the ad content because inside the AMP and the instant articles is ad ads are served up and they're only, you know trying to only from a specific select a selection of ad players. Oh, fancy um, that, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, a percentage of it. Articles, well, actually, I think it's just AMP says that you can also do your own ad serving as well. So it, Instant Articles has a limited um, uh, roster of ad sharing and ads that will appear. But with Google AMP, in part of its openness, is actually saying that you can use your own ads, your own tracking software, all of that stuff. So they're they're trying. I mean, I don't know if that's that's real no, or not. I don't, buy, I, don't, I don't buy the trying yet. I don't buy the open yet. <laughs> I, I see 
a specific YouTube tag. I see specific ad partners. I, I know they're trying to speed things up, but I think it has much more to do with where they're losing and what they want to win at than it is um, just trying to make the, the web a happier place. If I think they're, they're... If we're talking about resources, though, just to, to get you up and running on AMP, uh, 10UP has uh, an article about it, right? I think 10UP wrote a white paper on AMP that... that it was phenomenal. Um, that people might want to look at. There's a lot of good information there. Yoast uh, has written two articles on it and has uh, rolled out, uh, a, I think it's called an AMP Glue plugin and yeah. some stuff that you may want to look at. So both Yoast and 10UP have, have looked at it. I know at CrowdFavor we've looked at it um, and talked with some clients about it. I know several people are looking at it. Um, the thing to note, uh, Automatic, which I think we've mentioned already, Automatic has a plugin for it uh, that will a free, help. A free plugin. A free plugin for it that will help. And 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 then I think they even they also have uh, Automatic just released something with um, um, uh, Facebook articles. 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 Yeah, right. they did. Mm -hmm. so, but see, that's why I think it is more than just lip service because the fact that WordPress has been involved, even though it's the WordPress.com side, but they've created this free plugin. I think that that does speak to the openness because that is that is the open web. That's the biggest player in the open web sphere, and the fact that you know that's been a WordPress has been a key player in this and a key partner in both Facebook and Google speaks to me that they want across the board adoption and they're they're looking to do that so I think they really are coming up with new stuff and they just you know implemented it with a few select people first and now they're opening up their code and they're like come on in so I think we're gonna see crazy developments in the next six months with this and I different, different I providers that, I remember being that hopeful I, I, I. <laughs> some Don't of let your hope die, Chris. Come on. Some of, the, some of this for me just smells kind of like like uh, back in the AOL days where you had to build your own little portals and you had to use their stuff to build it on your site. Come on, keyword searching is so fast. This is not, but this isn't <laughs> building on their site. That's the whole thing, especially about AMP, is um, that it is but all but you are, though, because if you you're listen to what you are. You're hosting your own content. That, yeah, but you're building oh, it. Oh. You're building it for their language. Building it for their like way oh. of being able to display oh. it. So that's the not, weird part about it. You're not hosting your own content. Let me be very clear about you. You are. You are not. You are host. You are publishing original content on your environment, which they then grab and put on their CDN that they host, and they point their search engines to their infrastructure. You are not hosting your own content. That way, they can guarantee the speed because it's their infrastructure that's setting it up. There yeah, are they grab it from you. You publish it. There are, however, you can be your own cache. So there are cachers that are available for that. So it's not all just Google Cache. Yes, yeah, so for the folks at New York Times who are watching, set up your own servers. But for all the rest <laughs> of you, you will not be hosting your own infrastructure. You will also not be hosting your own ad infrastructure. So you, you control of much. You think this is a step towards a more closed web is what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, Good what job, Jason, or what Jason thinks Chris is saying. Not only no, that, but I, I, I think I think they're trying to sell it as like stop using so much data to download websites, stop using your mobile data to download images by doing this. And hey, while we're doing that, we're gonna do this other thing that benefits us. Yeah, have have a step into our walled garden. <laughs> Well, we are a skeptical bunch of people. I, I'm, I'm usually like super anti these things, and like I'm like shocked. I, I think we kind of should be though. I will say this: no magician has ever done a great job without saying, 
look over here at this cool thing that I have for you. So when they say, hey, look, the Internet will be so much faster if we just restrict how much of the HTML you use, if we restrict your yeah. we restrict your ad places, if we restrict, restrict all these other things, that is so open that some of our partners have direct access like Automatic, and other partners, they're just working on theirs still. Um, but <laughs> just look at speed, speed over here, look at speed, look at speed. I'm, I'm still hesitant about how this is all going to play out. To that end, it is kind of a workaround of uh, what they were doing with... Um, the the funneling of and showing different search results and being able to show certain you know sites faster and they were doing that on the ISP side. What is the name of that? Is it SOPA? Is it SOPA? Standards? The thing? Right. Remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, remember what I was talking about. Anyway, but the, where the ISPs were saying we want to be able to serve our partners' content faster and everyone else will just be on like a lower tier of the web. So then that, you know, was all in Congress and all of that fun stuff. But it like, um, this is like a workaround of that where they're just like, oh, these are faster. So there is a danger of the news funnel where the stuff that you're seeing is only the stuff that's been amped or instant articles and then the other content drops drops to the side because it's not loading faster and so people are going to want to click the little lightning bolt because, you know. It just makes me feel like I'm going to be managing three different websites, if not four different websites, if not five right. different websites for the exact but same content. And it does not actually, it's not multiple websites, so that's a thing, and that's the no, thing. but it is, okay. though, because it's just not. different skins for each site is all it really is. Well, it's it's just stripped, speaking no, of Vegas. Hold on. Again, if you if you do this on an actual website, if you actually go to the page and you change it, you'll discover it's not so much just stripped. You have to change. So we, we did it with a sample, right? We started working with a sample, one of our partners that we were talking to, and we took their, their actual page and we started retrofitting it. And it turns out every time you get to something that in terms of the language of HTML and CSS that we use today and you hit AMP, you have to make a decision. Okay, does this go? Does this not go? Do we redo it and this and that? So there is work. Now, it is true. If your blog post is just like what happens on WordPress.com, right, just a post, just text, right, with an image, then the plugin will solve that problem right away. Um, but I don't have a lot of customers that have a website that looks just like that. So then it is a process of figuring out what do we have to do to shape it for AMP. I'm not, I'm not totally anti-amp. I want to be very clear. Anti-amp. <laughs> I, I, I just think there's, we ought to step into this with eyes wide open. This is not the same dynamic as when uh, a, a lot of people try and solve a problem in a, in a totally open way uh, where, where the, the benefits are distributed equally among everyone. The, these benefits accrue very specifically to some key players. The, the yeah. problem that I have with it is the very politician website. Like, when you read it, it's like, who? It's like we're going to display our plan. Go to our website, and then you go to their website, and they're like, well, we're not going to tell you our plan yet. Like, it, it's just basically an FAQ of what AMP is supposed to do, and it's very loose answers. It's like, well, it could be, but not exclusively yet. That's my problem is, like, I want to know what it's designed for. I don't want to gear my website for this AMP thing and it turns out like it's part of some conspiracy or something. You well, know, I, like, I think it's designed it for publishing content. If you right. just want to get your content out there, this is a good thing to help with that because it gets it out there and then it's going to be very fast and very accessible. 
Great, but it's not for everybody. That, but like, they're not committing to anything yet. Is what I'm getting at. The 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 consensus at the SEO conference was that Google is actually was in the beginning was like kind of like, oh hey, maybe you know how Google like en enacts things and then retracts them and is like, oh sorry, you spent all that time on that, like with you know author links and whatever. Um, Google Reader. All of it, really. Um, Thank you for setting up your author card on your site, and now we no longer use Google Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the, uh, the the consensus there was that Google was like sort of like oh hey maybe you know AMP is a thing and then it's like oh AMP is kind of seems important but now Google was really very all in and there were a lot of Google reps there at the conference and it seems that this is being adopted as a standard and not just something that Google's trying out so I think it is something we have to deal with if you're publishing content if your clients are publishing content or e-commerce because they're talking about bringing that you know, to that too, because they want to fix their shopping aspects. But I think it's something we are, you know, are, are dealing with and is going to be around. I don't think it's going away. One of the cool things I like about the project, sorry if this was talked about when I got cut off, but it really brings down focus into the content, right? I think on Blab a few weeks back, uh, you, we had someone come on that had their site on non-amp and then showed the amp version. Yeah completely simplified, and it's like, oh, now I see what you're actually writing about, and the focus goes back into the content. It's not a you know one-size-fits-all uh, solution to a, a product, but if you're writing simple blog posts, um, yeah, it, it can be a good thing. Um, it brings more focus back onto that content, um, and that actually can always be a bad thing. Yep. I mean, what's your point? Is it like, are you trying to market stuff, or are you trying to, like, you know, give content? I think that is part of the struggle. And the and you're talking about how, you know, we don't know where it's going. Even in the the automatic plugin documentation, when they're you know bringing up different options that you can do, they're pretty much saying in the, in the plugin saying, hey, this is probably going to change in the future, so proceed with caution. Um, this is a very very early version of this plugin, so if you're you know, using this option, it's probably going to change in the future. So just you know, be careful. Uh, Drew James, from uh, who's a WordPress core committer, uh, says that uh, the customizer for Automatics plugin is coming soon, hopefully. So, you know, in terms of making it look a fancier way and making your pages work, like to what you were talking about, Chris, apparently that's in the works. But whether or then, not you believe that, I don't know. But you know, there's a plugin that already handles some styling, customization, stuff like that, called PageFrog. Um, PageFrog has uh, some pretty basic styling options. Um, you can set up a logo, um, you know, change whether your uh, headings and body text use serif, sans serif fonts, uh, you know, uh, footer text, like colors, things like that. So if you, if you want to do a little minor theming, uh, you can already with PageFrog. Um, but I'm interested to see what uh, automatic turns out on that front. And looking at the screenshots, one of the things that we even forgot to, to mention is um, Apple News Format, <laughs> which is the exact same thing, where you're going to have this exact same type of type of issue. You want to make sure it's very focused on the content, not have a whole yeah. bunch of ads all over the place, not have a bunch of any of that stuff, right? And there are developers working on a uh, open alternative, uh, Content Performance Policies, uh, CPP. Uh, effectively, they're trying to submit it as a web standard. So... 
if that goes through, then we, what we're dealing with uh, four different formats potentially. Uh, who knows who's going to implement CPP? Yeah, yeah. And then and then someone's not going to like any of those, and then they're going to create another one. Six and a seventh. And I mean, this yeah. is the this is the evolution of the web. We're seeing what's happening, and Google and all these folks are seeing that people are dropping out of content because of all the fancy pants stuff that's happening that's getting in the way of the information. And I I kind of like that this is in, I don't like the closed walled garden aspect of it that you guys are bringing up and freaking everyone out and me, but I do like the idea that we're talking about getting back to information exchange and, and a quick information exchange and like Jason you were saying something that can be useful internationally that it's not just if you have 4G you're good but everyone else is screwed you know so I think to some extent this is getting back to the core of what the internet is about and that is exciting for me. I don't want to. I don't want to float a conspiracy, but I feel like another Penguin SEO update is going to come out as soon as this becomes adopted. Like oh, now, that's not, a, that's not a conspiracy. That's real. No. You, you know, but but I feel like all this is leading out to like a new. Hey, we're trying to control the web again, so we're going to release a new update, and you have to have this now. They're you know, trying like, to control the web literally all the time. Like it's just. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that, but they I, were I think like, I read that in their mission statement. Yeah, it's what's <laughs> happening. Like, that's, that's not even a conspiracy. It says, "Don't be evil, but control the internet 100% of the time." Don't be evil if we can control the web. Yeah, that, that's guys, what it is. Guys, don't be evil disappeared when we did the alphabet, and then Google had a new mission statement. Yeah, that's not that's not a thing. You were that looking, was never really no, a thing. Let's but I just I just feel like that they're they're gonna kind of force people into this, saying, you know, if you want to become yeah. better on search results, you're gonna have to start doing this AMP thing, and it's it's like so forcing it's your forcing hand to do this. But everybody does point. want to be better on the search results. And so they will follow all of these standards that they can. Right. And actually, to that point, I wanted to answer a question. Jason, I know your co-host on WP Blab had asked a question in some chat somewhere, I don't know, some message board, um, about duplicate content. And from a search standpoint, if is, could that be damaging? And the answer is no, because part of the canonical con canonical, I can never say it. that word, um, <laughs> the, the tags on it point back to the original doc. So it is not duplicate content, and it's really it is really all about search and streamlining search. And so, from a search engine optimization perspective, like you were just saying, Dave, that's this is what that is. This is about getting past all the the gunk and the brands and focusing on that content, which is what Google says it's been obsessed with the whole time. So yeah, so no surprise. It's actually not a surprise. Yeah, and just a smaller. Known conspiracy, I suppose we should. Call it. <laughs> it's, it's, an it's an open conspiracy. It's an open conspiracy. It's a loving term. It's an open source conspiracy. I love it, <laughs> folks. Just to let everybody's you know, free to participate. <laughs> folks, just to let you know there will be a way that you'll be able to jump between the walled gardens, and they'll make sure that they'll put toll roads all over the place there to do it. Ooh. Make sure you go to our website at jpwarcore.com and click on the links there to subscribe. If you want to uh, kind of battle it out in the comments, make sure you go over down to the below this video and leave a comment there. Click the like button, hit subscribe, and all those fun things, and send this over to your mom. I appreciate it. Thank you all. You have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye. Love your mom.